0: Good evening, Uh, welcome everyone and and those who are uh, returning from after a long absence. Um, My talk tonight uh, begins with a um, a a short book review, Uh, but um, most most of the time a book review is of something that you know has recently been published, but in my case this is, this book was published long ago. Um, and it was uh, contemporaneous for me with uh, the time that I started practicing, getting serious about practicing then. So this book was published in 1977. So it goes back a ways. And it's called, uh, the book is called <clears throat> a Mind as Healer, Mind as Slayer. Has anybody read this book? Yes? Familiar with it? good Um, it's by a a man named uh, Kenneth Pelletier and um, the um, the theme of the book is uh, the the psychological genesis of disease Um, so uh, and how stress um, psychological stress uh, plays a role in the in the genesis of of disease. Um, so in the first part of the book he um tries to kind of, kind of prove that point. And then in the latter part of the book he talks about um, <coughs> various uh, modalities uh, that uh, can be used uh, to uh, alleviate a stress and uh, as a corollary to that, um, provide a healing, a healing uh, therapeutic uh, intervention in uh, physical disease. And so some of those modalities uh, are meditation, uh, biofeedback, uh, visualization, uh, and as we know now, uh, very, you know, many years after 1977, uh, this is, you know, pretty well accepted in the medical field that you can use these modalities to address actual, you know, a number, a range of, of um, uh, physical disease. Uh, so uh, some people call this... <clears throat> uh, A psychosomatic medicine Uh, but when we say when when Kenneth Pelletier uses the word psychosomatic he's not talking about the common usage that you know we sometimes associate with that like meaning it's all in your head you know you just made this this these problems up because and you don't really sort of like you don't really have these problems but you think you do and that's not at all uh the way uh that uh, politier understands uh psychosomatic disease he he uh, you know is of the of the school uh that believes that you know stress really does um have a direct is a direct causal relationship with physical disease and he cites a number of those. People are always, you know, the the common one that everybody thinks of is ulcers, you know, as a stress disease. But there are many more um, diseases: hypertension, uh, migraine headaches, and so forth. Not in all cases, but you know, certainly in 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 some cases. Um, <clears throat> and they're, and they're, the list is actually. Uh, Quite surprising. I don't have it memorized, but there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of diseases that can be can be addressed through addressing stress. Um, so in our, our Buddhist tradition, we we have kind of a, uh, a similar understanding. Actually, uh, we have the four noble truths, and the, and the first noble truth is the su- truth of suffering, and as some of you may know some teachers translate dukkha the word for suffering um, in in sanskrit as um as stress so stress suffering um, <clears throat> have uh you know similar uh, similar um, meaning or connotation in english and um and, the, and, and, and according to the Buddha um, stress suffering is a truth it's a truth of our lives it's, it is it's real you know suffering and stress are real and uh, it has a cause it has a cure and uh, there's a path to affect that cure um but getting back to the book uh you know poiitier doesn't uh, s- suggest actually that somehow that the the right way to approach stress is to you know there are some you know, <laughs> there are some schools of thought that say, well you know you should just change or manipulate your life in in a way that uh, you won't experience stress. Uh, you know, spend more time at the beach. Uh, you know, go on a cruise. Uh, you know, get away. Uh, quit your quit your stressful job and get a, a less stressful job. And you know, of course, people do that. I mean, that in in, in some cases that may may be appropriate. But um, in 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 the sense that it's being talked about here. Um, there's a more you know, kind of um, uh, attitude of meeting, actually meeting the stress, meeting it directly, and uh, in not thinking that um, you know the goal would be to eliminate all stress, because uh, you know, he says, and I agree, that if we you know m- manipulate our life. Uh, so that we don't experience any stress, uh, life could become very boring, you know, because we we, we you know we refuse to, um, you know, take on the challenges that are stressful, but um, nevertheless uh, kind of give us some give us some uh, meaning and purpose to our life. Uh, so if uh, so the recommendation uh, is not to uh, avoid stress but uh, to uh, develop skillful means of meeting it and living with it and uh, taking appropriate action in the face of stress to calm down uh, to find um, relief. Um, so that we can go through cycles of you know, maybe potentially stressful events and then you know a more therapeutic uh, activity like our silent sitting that we did just prior to this this uh, talk so um Uh, the, I, uh, I came to reviewing. Uh, I came to reviewing this book after our uh, jukai ceremony uh, that we had a couple of weeks ago. Jukai, for those that don't know, is a, a ceremony where people um, receive uh, the Buddhist precepts and, f- you know, formally, mm, you know, I guess you could say, uh, become a Buddhist. Uh, become become uh, take, they take refuge in in, in uh, Buddha Dharma and Sangha, so uh, Larry and Kenny here uh, were a part of that ceremony just recently, and some other people here in the room have gone through that ceremony um, and um, i I felt my, my feeling that came up for me in the wake of that ceremony was um that that there was a kind of uh hmm, curing uh some, some kind of a healing it was it was a great kind of uh, affirming and and healing and uh a kind of event you know of um uh, of of people expressing their intention to, um, uh, you know, live live according to the precepts. And um, the um, three precepts that often come up for me are the three pure precepts, which are right in the middle of the ceremony. Um, And uh, they are uh, to, the three pure precepts are to embrace and sustain right conduct, um, embrace and sustain all good, and embrace and sustain all beings. So um, the question is, you know, how do we, so, so we could say that uh, the the uh, point the point of our practice is or the question let 's say the question the question that arises in our practice is you know how, how can how can we actually uh, raise a mind uh, that is uh, truly uh, dedicated to uh, right conduct how can we you know that how can we uh, you know, raise a mind that's unequivocally enthusiastic about doing good? You know, how can we raise that kind of mind that embraces and sustains all beings uh, and and really wants to do that, you know? Isn't just like, you know, saying the words, uh, although sometimes, you know, we have to say the words. I mean, sometimes, we have to actually say the words before we really believe the words. That's okay. Uh, it's okay to say the words before you fully feel like you can live the words. Um, but the, the, uh, the point of the ceremony is, is, is that, yes, I, I really, I may not be there now, but I really want to raise that kind of, at that kind of aspiration, that kind of intention, I want that to be the direction of my life, and it, it doesn 't have to be right then <laughs> um, but' you're, but it 's just like you know when you you know get married, everybody sees that you have an intention you know to be with another person for some time to come, and uh, so when uh, People take the precepts, uh, everybody who comes sees that they have this intention, and you know they they might they might comment on some of your behavior based on oh, I, I thought you had this intention, <laughs> but uh, I see you doing this other thing is, is that how, i 'm just I'm not quite sure how that encords. or I see you doing this thing, and I really see that you were you 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 you've really taken this vow on and you really want to do good and i'm so i'm so uh, uh you know it's it's so i'm so happy to see that you know uh, i saw that you took on this intention and 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 now i see you manifesting this intention it's so wonderful but anyway somebody's somebody know you know a, a lot of people now know about this intention and you know they they they're watching you, <laughs> so it seems to me uh, right now, at this time in uh, history in this time of uh, you know the conditions of our uh, environment um, in in every aspect. It is really, uh, it's really important that there be, uh, I think it's really essential uh, that there be some people who want to, um, uh, you know, enact these pure precepts of right conduct and doing good and embracing beings. Because frankly, right now in this time of history, and I I've only been alive in this one time of history that I know about, that I can remember, Um, but it does seem to me that at this time in history, there is um, a a tremendous amount of bad faith, a tremendous amount of racism, of violence, um, environmental degradation, And and it's it's a worrisome time in our history. I think it's 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 a time we're all paying attention to and we're all concerned about. Um, And our if our if our vows can be seen as an intention. To be a person who's a healer. This is this is where I connected to when I connected to the, and remembered about this book after Jukai. I felt I felt like this is these people expressed their intention to, and this whole ceremony was an, was was pointed towards being a healer or being a, a, a therapist for. Being, being someone who's taking care of all situations—that's what this, that's what this uh, ceremony was about, and um, so that's what made me think: a mind is healer. You know, and I saw. So I read the first. You know, I read. I reread. I still have this book from nineteen seventy-seven on my shelf, um, so I reread the introduction. You know, and and. Um, we're in a stressful situation, right? I think our world, our, our situation is stressful right now. Did you notice that it hasn't rained? Did you notice that? Did you notice that every day is almost like spring? It's stressful. It's not supposed to be like that right now. Uh, the, the high mountains have no snow this is this is stressful and this is this is like um, i don't know i don't i don't know how our vows are going to take care of that situation are our vows big enough to take care of that i don't know uh, but nevertheless um you know there's this, there's a saying there's a saying. <coughs> You heard this saying? Um, We have met the enemy and he is us. You heard that saying? I think Pogo made that saying, right? Well, um, I think that's a true saying. And the fact that it isn't raining has something to do with that saying. It's, It's, in a sense, you know, we're responsible for the fact that it isn't raining right now. Uh, but when we take our vows, when we take our vows, we, we are, I think, what our vow is about is, is we have <clears throat> to make a new saying. And the, vow, and the vows go in this direction. We have met a friend, and he is us. We have met someone who cares, and he is us. We have met someone who wants to pay attention to the current situation and wants to act in good faith and nonviolence, non-harming, anti-racist, wants to act in those ways. We have met a friend and he is us. And that's the kind of friend to the world that we want to be and that's what the vows are about. So we don't know whether our vows are big enough, you know, to um, meet what seems to me to be a, you know, very big situation. But uh, as as Martin Luther King said, uh, you know, if the world even if I knew, even if I knew the world would end tomorrow, I would still plant my apple tree. So what we did in Jukai, that was planting. That was some planting. Some planting that went on. And yeah, winter. We did it. We did it in kind of winter, which is a good time because you get. It's a good time to plant because you get good root growth in the winter. So uh, our new bodhisattvas are getting, you know, getting their roots established in this time when it at least is a little cooler and uh, it's easier for um, roots to roots to grow. So. Uh, some of us uh, <clears throat> right now, uh, we're you know we're reading uh, we're reading a book called uh, the Tenzo Kyoken, and it's um, uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's another uh, it's a, it's another aspect of our teaching that I, I would say uh, is about uh, healing. It, it's 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 a it has some teachings about healing. And the author of this text, uh, Ehe Dogen, uh, uh, brings up uh, three three kinds of minds uh, that are three healing minds, I would say. And uh, those three are uh, a joyful mind, um, a kind mind, and what he calls magnanimous mind or big mind. Uh, So, I think these. You know, we're reading this text now, and I think we're we're also reading about three healing minds, uh, three three minds that that are possible to uh, raise in ourselves and to see in others. Um, and when we when we, for instance, see a joyful mind uh, in other people. Uh, he, he, he brings up, you know, it's, it's about the it's about the text is about uh, cooking, and it's about the head cook, and uh, the head cook who has a joyful mind. When people see the head cook who has a joyful mind, uh, they're really encouraged because they see that that he's uh, enthusiastic about his work. He's he's being very careful about his work. He uh, wants to make sure he has just the right amount of ingredients he wants to make sure everybody gets enough to eat um, and that the food is fresh and uh, and that he has provisions for the next day and so on uh, so he 's really taking in the whole situation, but he does so with a joyful attitude, and people see the joyful attitude even though he has this lots of responsibility, they see this joyful mind taking. A hold of this responsibility and they're encouraged by that you know there's a lot of encourage, there's a lot of responsibility but the people that see the person with a joyful mind uh, taking on that responsibility are encouraged and so the same is true you know with kind mind um, you know uh, Whenever we meet a person with a kind and generous spirit, uh, we talked about uh, grandmothers. Uh, grandmothers are typically um, considered those, you know, that eg- exemplify, I think grandfathers too, but um, grandmothers, uh, grandparents, um, they are. I guess, stereotyped to embody uh, that, that kind of kindness and generosity. And when we meet a person, whether they're a grandparent or not, who receives us with that kind of spirit, you know, the just just loving and not, not um, judging at all, just, just accepting us for who we are. We feel so received by such a person. We feel so heard by such a person. we met by such a person. And we're so encouraged. So, so, you know, Dogen is basically saying, well, consider raising such a mind yourself. You know, consider going about your work, your activities with such a mind, with a kind mind that receives people and is generous with people and uh, is loving with people patient with people and so so those those are two of the minds and then the third mind is uh, a magnanimous mind and a magnanimous mind is really the uh, really the heart the heart of the whole project of this if you will you know tripartite healing mind Uh, magnanimous mind is is the heart of that project. Um, It's a mind that breaks down all barriers, all impressions, all impressions of separation from self or others. uh, That is all-inclusive mind, all-embracing mind. Embraces all uh, Supposed uh, pairs of opposites includes all pairs of opposites, all dualities. And uh, I was out uh, with my wife at the Garen at the Kosumnes River Preserve the other day, and it was a beautiful day and lots of birds were there and uh, we were there walking. Um, and I thought, it had occurred to me you know that uh, so many years ago, uh, Native people uh, w- walked on that land. and must have must have lived on that land and hunted and fished in that land. And you can actually when you go there, there's not so much of the Sacramento Valley, you know, that is still in its you know pristine or somewhat uh, natural condition. But you go there and you can actually you can actually imagine uh, that what what you know, that this was a place people could live, you know, it was a, a place of bounty and it was a place of, uh, of, you know, where you, where you could be, you could be sustained. And I, th- I thought, what, what occurred to me at that time, it, I thought about the native people and I thought, how could they possibly have been alienated, you know? How could they have possibly have seen themselves as separate from their environment? It just, Impossible to even imagine that that they could raise, uh, you know, such a such a, a kind of consciousness, right? Because they were completely integrated in 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 their environment. They completely lived in their in their surroundings, and they de- and they were dependent on it on it and interdependent with it. Um, so, you know. But you know, modern life we've we've lost we've lost that kind of connection, right? It's it's harder to feel that kind of connection. You can imagine it, which is what I have to do. I have to imagine how it was. Uh, because most native people today don't live like that, you know, either. You know, there's very few people that live with that kind of that kind of non separation. Uh these days I think we have to have we have to make more of an intentional effort and um, to realize that kind of integration that kind of interdependence and so you know we have we have this kind of practice we have this kind of practice this and and we have the encouragement uh, to raise you know to raise this 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 these three minds and um now I'm talking about though, you know, this big mind, this magnanimous mind, raising that mind. And um, that mind um, is, is, as I said, it's, it's an inclusive mind that um, um, includes all dualities. Dualities such as um, good and bad, right and wrong, Uh, sickness and not sickness. What were some of the other ones I wrote down? Oh, actually it includes, and this is an important one, and and it's an important one in Buddhist teaching is, um, it includes magnanimous mind, um, includes existence and non-existence. So, you know, usually we think, you know, we're we're on the existence side of things, right? We're existing. And later on, uh, you know, we won't be existing. That's our usual understanding. But um, uh, there's a teaching uh, to um, raise a mind that includes both existence and non-existence, and um, I would propose that uh, that is uh, the um, that is the that is the real beating heart of the practice of zazen. The real beating heart of the practice of zazen is to raise that mind that doesn't fall into existence and doesn't fall into non-existence, doesn't lead into life, doesn't lean into death. Our, uh, we didn't chant the Meta Sutra. I think Barry tried to get us to chant the Meta Sutra tonight. <laughs> he did, <laughs> but, but but Kenny wouldn't let him. Kenny said, no, we're not chanting the Meta Sutra. So, uh, but at the end of the Meta Sutra it says, uh, uh, it is that, that there's, a, uh, there's a mind, um, that we're, we, we're, to ri- uh, we're to raise a mind that's free from the duality of birth and death. Free from the duality of birth and death. And I would propose there is such a mind um, and um, this week, some of us are sitting intensive time. We're going to be doing a lot of sitting early in the morning, and then uh, later at night, and then later in the week, we're going to sit all day uh, on the computer, <laughs> and then we're going to sit here, you know, for at least all day. So, um, you know, we can um, we can direct we can direct our our effort. We can, we can direct our effort uh, this week, and um, and keep in mind that um, this is a, a therapeutic uh, activity, and it's not just for us. It it's not it, it certainly it will have great benefit for for the people who are sitting, no doubt, but it is also it's an offering that we're making, you know, to to others, and. Uh, so it, it helps everyone uh, that, we, that we sit this week and we, we stay quiet this week and we, uh, we um, raise the mind of healing. Uh, mind, mind as healer, raise, raise the mind of healing, raise the mind of uh, all-inclusive acceptance of of you know everything that comes and of course you know lots will come during the week and and of course we will we will be distracted at various points and include distraction you know don't exclude distraction there's there's some distraction oh i noticed it i uh, i see that thank you Distraction, you, you, distraction. thank you. You reminded me that I, I'm trying to do something here. I'm, tr- I'm trying to actually pay attention. So thank you, Distraction. Uh, thank you very much. I will come back now to, uh, you know, what I think is a little closer to what I'm trying to do. But thank you, Distraction, for pointing that out. That I, I wasn't quite doing what I Intended. So there's nothing that we need to, um, you know, be afraid of or, um, or, or 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 worry about or suspect that we're off the beam about. Even off the beam helps us be on the beam. Hello Zoom. We we can have some we can ask some comments now or co- questions or uh, uh if anybody has any um response or affirmations or disagreements or questions we can do that now. Yeah, Kenny.
1: I went or was at the American River on I was at the American River on the weekend or someday What, and I guess there's salmon
0: that are migrating back and uh it was like, Oh, they still they still exist. They're still I, I do admit I was kind of telling my kids, well, at least you can say you saw the salmon before uh, you know, they disappear and the load was a little bit of a downer, but um I was also thinking about the Native Americans and how and the animals and how they'd all been just eating the salmon as they came up because there were birds that were getting the carcasses and it was kind of a field day for a lot of birds out there and so that's that's my that's it thanks so yeah so you 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 saw something that um you saw something that has been happening uh for you know. Thousands of years, as far as we know, it must be thousands of years, and it's still happening. And don't we feel how precious it is that it's still happening? And don't we want, with all our heart, to see that it would always, it always, always continue. And yet again, as I was saying, as you and as you think, you know, you, you think maybe your kids might be the last people to see it. Uh, So, you know, this is why we really need our vows, you know, because we can't, because without our vows, we could get bogged down by that. You know, we could get really bogged down by that. But we can, I think Oscar wanted to say something, and then Doralee.
1: Thank you. I was just moved to to remember that um, I was on the Guy, Way Br- Guy West Bridge at Sac State on uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and I also saw salmon from the bridge uh, swimming downstream, which was surprising. I didn't understand why that was happening, and they were beat up salmon. You could you could they had white blotches on them, you know. Um, but they were swimming strong, down downstream, and I wish them well wherever they were going. Um, I wanted to mention that I was um, quite touched by your talk tonight, and also by your Zazen instruction, uh, treating um, our meditation as if it were a child. And it occurred to me, um, that's what I want. I want to be heard. I want to really be... Um, attended to, I think he used the word attentive, and uh, and he used the expression, our inmost desire. And uh, I felt that was very encouraging, so I'd like to mention that, thank you. And also, um, for your reference to Three Minds, which we read about recently, and I noted, but, um, but, Thank you for reinforcing that and for pointing out. Yes, those three minds. That's what. That's what I would like to bring. That's what I so often lack, in bringing to my world. Uh, to my worldly, um, you know what? to my worldly, my worldly. Worldly. Uh, relationships. Um, I. I um, and uh, I've been thinking recently, uh, thought that occurs to me, how adept I am at taking any good thing and turning it into a gaining idea. Any um, insight or um, success or, you know, feeling good about something I've accomplished in meditation, having good experience, and um, reifying that and wanting to reify it and turn it into a device to get something further, Mm -hmm. even better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, uh, I think reflection on these three minds uh, can be one way to soften that tendency. Um so thank you very much
0: yeah and even even when we even when dourly i think is next even when we see ourselves you know trying to get something out of you know our um, meditation and making it into a, a thing um, still it's um it's a teaching right it's it's a teaching oh we, we, we see ourselves doing that, and we say hmm. You know, so I think it's good. You, you, you see, oh, I'm doing that. Um, I would really like to get something out of this. All these years, you know, um, and and but it's 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 still a teaching, right? It, it's still yeah,
2: exactly. I guess salmon is the the golden fish these days. <clears throat> Excuse me. My once I wear a mask, my voice gets ha- harsh. Um, but you were making this point about that we're responsible, that we participate in all of these issues, you know, like drought, for example. And we were walking along Puda Creek and there are all these signs along the creek, but the writing was really small. And so we walked really up close to the signs and basically the signs are says, the salmon are jumping no fishing allowed. And so this to me was an example of, this is something we can do. And this was a big effort to put these signs up to protect the salmon. Um, And then maybe you've heard this story, but there was a small city in the south and uh, a black family put up a black Santa on their front yard and they were vandalized And, but, you know, within the next several days, you know, 10s and 20s and 50s families all got black Santas and put them in their front yard. Hmm. And so there is this sense of goodness occurs when we act together. It's not just one person uh, that makes something good.
0: That's what I wanted to say. Oh, thank you so much. What a wonderful story,
2: very moving.
0: Yeah, Cody. Would you like to say something?
3: Thank you. Um, a lot of your points really touched me today, and and I just love the whole your whole talk, and I really appreciate your your words and your sincerity, and and um. Uh, being in the, the the medical field myself, working with people in manual therapy, it's um, it's spot on. That stress just can manifest in the body in so many ways, and quite amazingly, it, it's it's um, the most healing thing is to be able to look at it and. Um, for myself as well, I've noticed that um, how it can manifest in my own body, especially in in this past year. Um, another point of your talk that I really just loved was the grandmother mind. That that just it's 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 funny. I've been thinking about the grandmother mind for the past couple of weeks, and and really trying to bring that to those tensions that I feel in the body, the the tightness that I feel in certain locations when I'm feeling anxious. And I think there is a particular quality of, um, just a a gentleness that you can bring with your mindfulness that is, it it can make all the difference, I feel. Um, Sometimes when I think about mindfulness, it's a little bit just analytical, you know, kind of leaving out the feeling quality of, I want to wish myself well, you know, I, I want to wish myself uh, healing and, and, and to be well. And um, I remember when I first read about Grandmother Mind, I, I immediately go back to a memory I had of my great grandmother and it was on Christmas and I must have been you know, four or five years old just laying in her lap and she was just stroking my hair and I remember that moment of being, it was a moment of pure bliss for me and a moment that I don't think I'll ever forget um, but complete acceptance, complete receptivity, complete you know, abandonment of every guard I have. And uh, I like reflecting on that and, and trying to bring that quality to my mindfulness, kind of like you're you're saying to whatever we do. And uh, I think that quality definitely has a, makes all the difference. And I appreciate you bringing it up. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you elaborating on it. We could say, uh, you know, stroke the hair of all beings. You know, you know, stroke the hair of every being. Thank you. Hello. Hi. I'm Alan. I moved away about three years ago. Is it Alan? Yeah. Oh, it's Alan. Hi, Alan.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Gosh, that's great. I didn't recognize you. So much from the talk and from your comments has really resonated for me.
1: And I just wanted to thank you and tell you how much I'm enjoying just being among you again. Thank you, all of you.
0: It's great to have you come again. All the way from the Pacific Northwest. Oh my gosh, okay. Hi, I'm June,
4: and I've been gone for about four to five years. This is my first time back, and I'm really glad I came tonight. Um, Every morning, I have to remind myself that tomorrow isn't promised to us, and my affirmation is I want to be a billboard for the presence of God. And to hear that... The holy people here that are becoming Buddhist are taking vows and trying to be good. Even you people that are way holier than I am have to work and be conscious of choosing to be good because I'm not naturally good. I'm harsh and I have to work and pray and come here and learn from you. So I'm glad I
0: came. Thank you for that comment there. There's a a Zen master named uh, Sawaki Roshi, who was a teacher of Uchiyama. Uh, Anyway, doesn't matter, but um, I read a book about him and one of the things he says, one of his things he would repeatedly say to his students is, we're no good. We're no good. And, uh, you know, this is, um, I think, you know, this is uh, so- something we should not neglect, you know, that that is part of the whole package, uh, that we are, um, you know, driven by greed, hate, and delusion. We say in our tradi- this tradition, you know, from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion. So this is, we're no good from the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and um, but it, it's it's not like we exactly practice to get good, uh, but but um, we just practice, you know, being aware of our no goodness and our goodness, and and, and we, we do practice though, we try to practice not harming. That's a positive program here, not harming. Even though it's negative, it's <laughs> still a positive program. And uh, but we, 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 we practice in the midst of not being good. And being good. Well, Zoom, do you have any questions, any comments? I don't see any yellow hands. We're coming to the end of our time here in the zendo. I don't see any yellow hands. So hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we we did say hello. We'll say hello again. Um, seems. Like, thank you, Anthony. Think, things seems to have worked very well tonight. Appreciate it very much. Um, Anthony is our our video card for us so that we can have these folks staying at home and practicing the way. Thank you very much.